Eight and a half minutes to uh, nine o'clock. Uh, this is Money Talk with James Ross. And let's cross to uh, Washington, D.C. now and say uh, good evening, good morning to uh, Barry Wood, who is our international economics correspondent. Uh, uh, Barry, how are you? Well, I'm very well, James. Thank you. How are you? I'm good as well. And I suppose Jerome Powell didn't really come out with anything uh, hugely uh, surprising. Uh, did he, um, leaving interest rates uh, unchanged at the policy uh, meeting announcement earlier on? Uh, Barry, any thoughts off the back of that? We were talking about it a little bit earlier on with Mark and, uh, and Enzio. Well, yes, I think that, uh, first of all, Jay Powell is a very smooth operator, and it was wonderful to watch this 30-minute Q&A with Jay Powell. Look, for him, inflation is the number one issue, and he says inflation is above target. They, he really does want to get it down closer to 2%, but he's flexible. So, yeah, no surprises, as you say, James, but at the same time, I think it was reassuring. He was saying people are hurt by inflation. He recognizes that higher interest rates hurt home buyers and car buyers. But, um, you know, it wasn't a tough statement that he made. It was unanimous. He gave no indication whether there would be interest rate rises at the next Fed meeting in December, and certainly no indication as to whether rates might come down in 2024. He did say specifically he sees no recession ahead. Yes, as you say, he is quite a smooth operator and his use of words is quite uh, amazing. How does Jerome Powell, would you say, uh, Barry, compared to, uh, to previous governors uh, that have had that position? Well, that's very interesting. If you look at Alan Greenspan, who had the job for, what, 18 years? Mm. Alan had, he very cerebral guy, spoke in long sentences like an academic. I remember once he said, uh, well, if you understood me, then I, that means I misspoke. Because he was, <laughs> he was always leaving his listener wondering, what did he really mean? Mm. But, uh, no, that was a difference in style. Um, if you look at other Fed governors, um, ah, you know, I think Powell stands out. I mean, he does, doesn't he? Um, mm. it's, it's a tough job, and particularly when you're a chairman of a 13-member committee and you're trying to reflect the views of all of them, and yet you're the person that is at the head of the table. That's, that's not an easy job. So I think that uh, he was reappointed for another five-year term a while back is a positive sign. And I don't, amazingly, he doesn't really have any, any strong enemies. Well, pat on the back for him. Uh, turning to other news, um, you know, automaking uh, is uh, in focus a bit in the in the U.S. at the moment. We we heard that Toyota uh, globally has more than doubled its Q2 profit and has uh, sharply raised its full year forecast. Um, you know, that profit uh, $9.5 billion in the three months uh, to the end of uh, September, up, up 155%. Now, Toyota is a bit of a global story, isn't it? And, uh, you know, there's some news come out uh, in uh, North Carolina, Barry. Yes. Look, it's indeed a global story because uh, Toyota has passed Volkswagen these last three years as the world's number one automaker. And yes, it's a Japanese company, but their plants are all over the world, particularly in North America and Western Europe. But this is a company that sold 10 million cars last year, will sell even more this year. But what they're putting into North Carolina is extraordinary. It's going to be... 
collectively a $14 billion investment in lithium battery production. Now that would be both for hybrid cars and for all electrics. I think listeners are aware that Toyota is lagging behind, deliberately so, on all electrics because there's such a, a market leader in hybrids. So we shall see. But nonetheless, they're going to produce, what, 5,000 new jobs in North Carolina? Uh, it's going to be just um, 50 kilometers to the west of Chapel Hill, which is where the University of North Carolina is in the research Triangle Park. You know, they've got a huge plant in Georgetown, Kentucky, 8,000 workers. They've got 7,000 workers in Indiana. They're building the Lexus, the Rave 4, the Highlander, the Sienna. I mean, this company is awesome, and they're going to face the challenge, James, of the United Auto Workers mm. that wants to organize those workers. And thus far, they've failed over the last 10 years because Toyota is not a newcomer to the United States market. But uh, that'll be a tough slog and something to watch. Yeah, I mean, the UAW, we've heard a lot about, um, you know, Chrysler and uh, Ford and General Motors, but uh, Toyota has been absent from that. Uh, and I guess Toyota's been pretty silent generally, hasn't it? You know, we've heard a lot recently about uh, about Tesla, of course. And uh, is, is, is Toyota the sleeping giant, which is actually doing great things? Yeah, I think it is. Are you thinking great things in terms of auto production? <laughs> well, I think in, it could be in any way, really, but perhaps auto production. Yeah. Mm. Look, the, the, the whole uh, you know, just-in-time production and the flexibility of the workforce, uh, yes, they have unions in Japan, but they're organized plant by plant. There's no national auto workers union in Japan. So they're not anti-union, but they're certainly anti-United Auto Workers, although they would mm -hmm. be very careful to say that. But here is a company that is really challenging the Detroit Three for dominance, even in the United States market, because they've got all ranges of cars. They cover all segments of the market. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a great admirer of Toyota, and clearly American consumers are as well. Yes, I guess we'll see them grow. And, uh, you know, um, um, Tesla and Elon Musk have been leading the field, certainly in, in, in the media, haven't they, over the last, uh, uh, the last year or so? Yeah, it's interesting, James, because Toyota has just announced these record profits and the Detroit 3 also. Tesla makes money, but their sales and indeed their deliveries were down and the stock has uh, retreated by 10 to 20 percent. Uh, that is not the case with Toyota, which is it's doing better. But on all electric vehicles in the United States market, there's no doubt that Tesla is number one. It's interesting, James, that the Detroit 3, that means General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler, they're cutting back on, a, on electric vehicles. They say they're losing several thousand dollars on each car they produce. It's all electric. So in one sense, they're leaving the field open to Tesla and to a lesser extent, the Germans. BMW is good in this and and also to uh, Toyota. We'll watch with interest. Barry Wood is our international economics correspondent. Thank